Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of Bonus Barrel. I'm Rob, and today with me is... Sagey. And Jeff. And we're here to talk about Conker's Pocket Tales. So before I go into a little bit of info about it, this is how we chose the game. We just finished playing Mario Party a few weeks ago. We looked at the shelf, and I'm like, we should pick a short game to play before we do Twilight Princess. This looks like a thing I have. We've heard of Conquer. Jeff's played Conquer Bad Fur Day. Let's play that. This could be great. Rare is a good series, especially back then in his heyday. And then we played it. And then we and played it. Here we are. That's exactly what I was <laughs> So a little disclaimer, like a little info on the game before we, we talk about our experiences with this game. Uh, Conquer's Pocket Tale is an action video game developed and published by Rare and released on, the, on June 8th, 1999. It stars the anthropomorphic squirrel, Conquer, who initially appeared as a character in the Donkey Kong series spinoff, Diddy Kong Racing. Game features a dual format cartridge that serves as both a Game Boy and a Game Boy Color game. The gameplay is presented from an overhead perspective where players control Conqueror the Squirrel. Unlike Conqueror's Bad Fur Day and Conqueror's Live and Reloaded, which were aimed at adult audiences, Conqueror's Pocket Tale is light and lighthearted and family-friendly and is designed to appeal to a general audience. That's from Wiki. So here's the story from the manual of the game. Surprise! Cheered Barry and friends as Conqueror stared speechlessly at the mountain of presents before him. Happy birthday, Conker! He thanked them heartily, jumping up and down as he eyed the stash of gifts. Hold on, said Barry, stepping between the squirrel and his birthday horde. There's something else you have to do first! She gave a whistle, and in came a trolley bearing the biggest birthday cake Conker had ever seen. Wow, Barry! This is great! he exclaimed, but Barry was frowning. Hang on, she said suspiciously. This isn't the one I made. Suddenly, the fake cake burst open with a, with a crash. A bulky figure sprang up from the wreckage, cackling as it landed amidst the presents, and started gathering them up for itself. Hey! Barry squealed angrily as he, at the intruder. What do you think you're... Ah! Quick as a flash, their invited guest turned on Barry and grabbed her under one arm, even as he turned to flee with its haul of goodies. Conquer! came Barry's suddenly panicked voice, but by the time Conquer had pushed through the stunned crowd and made it to the door, the evil acorns Catholic were nowhere to be seen. Wow. What a crazy story, guys. It's very intense. Conker's things were taken. And his presence and his woman yeah, were well, taken from him. That's the same thing in Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Um, they get, Barry gets kidnapped. He ta- they take his possessions. And then you know you have now motivation to channel. So Conker doesn't rush. Like, so it's, it's obviously this game is a tale of dark revenge. So the first thing Conker does when he when his girlfriend's kidnapped is he'll collect presents. Yeah, <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> Gotta get my presents first. Her manual's great. <laughs> Instead of a cutscene, we get to read a little story. And then experience no actual interesting <laughs> plot throughout the rest of the game. Um, so real quick, the, the, the developer was Rare, as, as we stated. So Rare's an interesting case because it has a good rep, right? So Rare's a British company. It was established in 85 by founders Tim and Chris Stamper. Uh, in the early days, they mostly developed for the NES, creating Wizards and Warriors, Battletoads, uh, RC it, Pro-Am. I think they actually started doing PC games. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They, they did do a lot of NES stuff, too. That's what people over here remember them for, at least. Uh, in 94, they became a second-party developer for Nintendo. They made classic titles like Donkey Kong Country, GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, Conker's Bad Fur Day. In 2002, they were bought by Microsoft and have been a first-party developer ever since. Some of the games they may have made since were Cameo and Elements of Power, Viva Pinata, and Connect Sports. <laughs> the founders <laughs> left, and Simon Woodroff is the current creative decorator. Uh, Director. Let's talk about Conquer first. Okay, let's talk about Conquer and Rare. Because yeah. okay, in in the old days, pre-internet, mm-hmm. well, at least for me. Well, baby internet. Yeah, yeah, baby internet. Like I knew about Conquer. 
For years. Did you? Yeah. I'm trying to remember it, it got it introduced a lot in, in magazines. Like, yeah. oh, Conker's is the next big thing, the next big thing. And it dragged for years. And then when Conker's Bad Fur Day was released, like, actually, nobody actually cared because it was already, like, the next generation of consoles. Yeah, it came out very late Did in it? the N64, yeah. Conker was always one of those things that, growing up, when reading magazines, is that it was adult-themed game. It was crude. And that's all I knew about Conquer. I've never played that game. I know about Diddy, it now. Did you play Diddy Kong Racing? Yeah, I, I, actually, I do own that game. Okay, um, well, and, yeah, but I mean, that's not the same as Conquer's Bad Fur Day Conquer, the no. Conquer that is infamous and famous at the same time. Yeah. So I I, I watched a, a bunch of videos and, and read about uh, Conquer a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's game like, I, I remember the, the exact name of or the first game, but I think it was something about like 12 Tales or something like that. It was supposed to be released before this game, like in 97 yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. I think I read about that too. Yeah. For what? And it went to development hell. It was supposed to be on 64. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, Conquer was supposed to be like uh, the, the 64 version, a game like this. Pocket like, Tales. Like, like for kids and really and then, colorful and yeah. things like that. So he debuted in Diddy Kong Racing and Pocket Tales technically came out after, but they were planning to do what became Bad Third for day before Pocket Tales, right? Yeah, like way before. But yeah. it kept getting pushed back and then it changed and so, I'm wondering what changed there. So I don't want to go into the lore of Conquer yet. I though I do want to talk about that. I wonder what changed Rare's mind to go from wholesome. DG. Yeah, because because you know he was basically like the the stereotypical cutesy mascot. Well, of the he 90s. he was almost one of the most extremely cute mascots at the time. Like he's a red squirrel, big smile on his face, like very cartoony looking character. Yeah. So it looks like he was trying to be like the figurehead of Rare, like Sonic with Sega. Yeah. But Sonic had edge and attitude and cool. He did. He red shoes. He did, but uh, obviously Conker's far more edgy than Sonic. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah you know. he wound up being that way. Yeah, I think that when the game was supposed to be released, it was too close to Banjo-Kazooie. And Banjo-Kazooie is kind of like like colorful, cartoony, yeah. Yeah. and a 3D platformer. I can see why you'd mistaken the And, and, and Conker was like very similar to that, so yeah. like, they... Decided not it, to it would have been a clone. It really almost would have been a clone. Of their own thing. Of their own yeah. thing. Yeah, which yeah is, or a reskin. Yeah, you know. yeah, which is extremely lazy. I and mean, so. people don't want, you don't want to do that. At least not one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Do we want to talk about the actual game elements, the gameplay? Let's talk about the game. So a few the bullet points. Of, <laughs> <so> Quotations. The gameplay <laughs> game is an overhead action adventure game, and at a glance, if you're looking at the actual Game Boy, it could even be considered, uh, it might look like a Zelda game at first, in terms of perspective. The player can jump, dash, and has some items like a slingshot that he can use to attack his foes. And you get some other stuff in the game, like a, a mask, lets him breathe underwater, etc. And the goal of each world or stage is to find eight blue presents. And then there are other collectibles you can find. but Just red presents and yeah. invitations, I think. Right. So the goals, a primary goal is to find the blue presents and beat the boss of that, of that world before you go on to the next one. And you can save anywhere, which will become handy because you'll die a lot. And you'll have to wait a minute before you can play again. That was awful. Like, I don't know why they thought that was a good idea where you die. Cause yep. You die frequently because, you know, it's, hard. it's a tough game. Yep. Um, and then you wait probably about a minute and a half to two minutes before you can relaunch your game. Oh, it's brutal. It, it seems like the perfect kind of game to be like, fuck it, I'm done. You know that's what, I mean? what happened a that's, few times while so, playing it. Exactly, right? Yeah. So it seems like you're, they're not encouraging you to keep playing. No, it's, it punishes you hard yeah. for losing. Oh, man. And this is like on a cartridge, so you'd expect quick, but it takes a while. Like It feels like load time. You just doesn't have yeah. the loading screen on it. it. So the style of the game is kind of like... So the background is, is flat 2D style, but the characters and monsters are like badly like 
faux rendered 3D yes. models. Kind of like Mario Party, or Mario Party, Mario RPG and Donkey Kong, except those are good. This is like a crappy version of that. They look really ugly. Even, uh, Conker's animations are okay, but, but he just looks, he's just like a badly rendered 3D model yeah. that they use to then make sprites out of. And it's very bland. The, the environments are boring too from the ones I saw, I played through. I didn't beat the game, obviously. And the enemies are ugly and nondescript. The only other NPCs in the game are acorn people. Which I thought were enemies. I mean, too. When I first yeah. encountered one, I ran away <laughs> from it. And then I tried to jump on it, and then yeah. I realized he's not doing any damage to me, and then you can talk to them. And so, just you just made me think of something. So the music in the game is terrible. Yes, yes. Bland, repetitive, boring, just great. This is the worst. But the reason why I brought it up now, instead of coming to my mind later, is when you talk to an NPC, or when you read a sign, the music stops, and then starts over it again. It loops. So if you're just like, because you're going to get lost in this game, there's, there's no map that you can carry. You can find maps in the houses that you can look at once. It's not useful. So there's signs all over the world that you have to read that tells you which direction to go. So every time you check to stop that sign, the music starts over again. And anytime you talk to an acorn, yep. check a sign, look at a map, the music starts oh, to loop again. wretched. And it, it will cause you to hear the first five seconds <laughs> of the terrible music over and over and over and over again. It was driving me crazy the first world when you're just trying to navigate your way around it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of signs and there was just so much of that. And so I think we're going to have a lot more to say about this, but here's the thing, though. We all went into this game thinking, oh, Rare, it's going to be fun. Like, I knew it was going to be a kitty game, but I thought it was going to be fun. Yes, yeah, I like Rare. Same. So I was really, like, blind. I, I remember, like, 10 minutes and, like, like, wait a second, this isn't good. <laughs> this is really not good at all. What's going on here? I was really, like, taken aback by it. Now like, imagine being, like, back in those days. Yeah. You will see this game at the store. You'll see, we'll conquer, Rare. Okay. Yeah, it should be fun a little bit. Yeah, game. you think you Which think is good. exactly what we did. Yeah, <laughs> we all thought that. We it got us! All I ever knew about that game, because I've owned it for a while, but I haven't played it. I just picked it up at a, at a pawn shop when I was in a city of over, like, this summer, actually. And I was like, oh, cool, I like Rare, and, and I know that the, I know all about Conquer as a character and stuff. I was like, And I knew that this wasn't that game, but I was like, this should be a fun little thing to try every once in a while. And then it came the time to use it for the show, and which was initially great, and then I realized how not... Great. You know, at the very least, I wasn't expecting a great game, but I was expecting something playable. Right. Yeah. Playable. Yeah. Something, something that would at this. least want you to get to the end. I don't think any of us felt the ambition to finish this game. No, and I usually have that either a tick or a drive to finish a game I play no matter what, even for the show. No, I, I couldn't. I got as far, I got about less, a little less than halfway through the game. Just because there's six worlds, but I know there's a lot of backtracking. I got to the third world, and then you got to the fourth, I right? I got to the fourth world. And we could talk a little bit about our experiences actually playing the game. Which we which we should, but I just like the overall theme of this game for me was it's boring, boring and just like they don't help you at all. And that, I don't mean like you need to hold a gamer's hand through something, but you will have the hardest time. Let's let's talk about let's just go right to and talk about our gaming experiences. We've all gotten different degrees of of, of uh, length in the game, so we'll start with Seiji. Seiji, tell us about your experience playing this game. Well, from the beginning, well, the first thing I noticed was that the art style is. Horrible. Yeah. It's so ugly. <laughs> Everything is, is wrong about it. It's yeah. bland. No, nothing reads well. No, it does not. The the color palette is so I don't know. muted. Yeah. And and then you get this uh like cutscene at, at the beginning. <laughs> which is so bad. Yeah. I mean it, somebody would blame that is the on the Game Boy. Game Boy color. Right. But it's not that. It's, it's just terrible. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's not the game, but there's amazing so, games. Game exactly. Yeah. It's so soulless and I don't know, so sloppy, right? 
And it's so so strange because the first thing that you see is this pre-rendered Nintendo logo. <laughs> You're excited. Beginning. Yeah, it's mm. it's very similar to the one in Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. right? So you say, okay, I'm in for a treat. Donkey Kong Country is uh, an alright game, right? <laughs> it's one of the best <laughs> games of all time. And and then you go into this gameplay, and the gameplay is horrible. It's just horrible. Um, the the collision detection is is or is, I don't know if it's that, but there are times where you think you can go to some in between two objects, and you can't. Yeah, in, in between. Yeah, like, the trees are space, and it looks like you could walk diagonally through them. But you cannot. The bounty box is pretty rigid. But it looks like you can. And you can just see something just near the side of that little gap. And you're trying to push your way in, but you can't do it. Yeah. And the music is horrible. It's, it's so... Like, I don't want to be it's mean. annoying. I hate being mean to games. Because everybody puts their heart and, usually puts their heart and soul into games. But but we got to be honest here. Like The game is, is just not good. Like you said, the music just... It's so bad. I mean, it's just... You know, there's nothing classic about it. Nothing catchy. I... I as you said, I... I'm pretty sure people work really hard to yeah, get absolutely. this game out, but I I kind of feel sorry for them because I know they know it, this was bad. Yeah, I've worked on game like that in my 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 past, so I do know how it feels. But I, I'm also realistic about those games, and I know the problems that those games have, and I know develop what happened in, behind the scenes about why those games are like that. So I don't take it to heart too much if I see someone bash a particular game. I'm like, I understand they they can just on the surface look like oh that's a shitty game. And I kind of know what happened, so I, I can I can I can guess what happened to this team, mm-hmm. and and I feel bad for them, but I'm sure they've moved on. This is like a really old game, but it's like you just wouldn't expect it from that company. It's it's disappointing to see. Right. And to me, the, the the game's greatest fault is that it doesn't guide you in any way. Nothing. That's yeah. I agree. A good, a good game should do should let you play mm-hmm. and should let you progress through through play. Yeah. Right. Not through text or 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 anything like that. It's through Pure level design, game design, mechanics, fun, right? Mm-hmm. This game has none of that. Like, uh, at some point I figured out that there was this NPC that will give you some information. Yep. And it's, it's really funny when, when two different NPCs give you the same message. Oh, yeah. that, that's it's, very common. They just so, recycle it, yeah. It's yeah. so cheap. But anyway. Well, you get used to it. They, they, were, they were telling me to go to the Guardian. The or, Forest Guardian. Forest yeah. Guardian house. And then there's like... Little signs that will tell you, "Hey, the town is here," and somebody, yep. the Christmas mountain is Mushroom, over there, Mushroomville or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yes. none, of, none of them tells you where the guardian for. Was uh, one the, of them guardian? The guardian. No, none of the signs yeah. said forest guardian this way. I no. found it. I you just have to go to every house to see until you find it. It took me like which half is, an which hour. Which is bad. Yeah. Which yeah. is it bad. is bad. And I died like three times. Yeah. Oh, it's just, so just hard. trying it's hard. to explore yeah. the, the game. So and it's worth. It's just real worth noting about the health because we didn't talk about it. You don't have it's, like a set health. It's, it's just weird. you collect. So there's two items you can collect on the on the world map: acorns and a weirder looking acorns. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Chestnuts know. is your ammo, and acorn is just a health. You don't have a health meter. You don't have a set amount. There's no hearts or anything. You just collect those. I'm curious if you can go up to 99. I have no idea. I, the most I ever got was I kept dying. I actually I got 16. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. the game tries to be really clever with the HUD, and kind of like when you get something, it will show up, and then it will hide away. But it, I mean, it doesn't make any sense because you don't know that the the weird nut is or the nut with the number that's your life, right? There's it's, no indication. Yeah, yeah, not at, the at all. You, you at figure all. it out eventually when you're getting hit and you're seeing it subtract. It's, it's the so, only way you learn. So your first experience of this game will probably be like, I'm getting hit. Wait, I'm dead, and now I have to wait a minute to play again. And I didn't save because I just started the game. It doesn't tell you when to save. You, you just press start or I think select, select or start. Yeah. Or so you hit start, then you hit select, select and it saves yeah, the game. So I got to the. Forest Guardian House, expecting to 
you have some sort of okay. hint or, or something that will tell me now go here. Yeah. But no. Does he tell you to go there. south or go No, he says, like, he give me the weapon. <laughs> yeah, he says, I can't help you until you get a weapon. Yeah, and then... So, so all your yeah. clue is, I need to find a weapon. Right, and, and that's you, it. And that's all it tells that, I got no, stuck no, no. there. I remember. The hint was to go north, northeast of the Forest Garden house. So I got right. there, I got out, yeah, yeah. and then I went northeast. But you have to go but down. But there were some some uh, some trees, and I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess to continue off the story from there, so you have to like go down a bit, then east, then up north, so it's not like just clear path up. I got stuck. I looked on GameFAQs, I believe, to get a little unstuck. So the game felt very cryptic to me, because so a good game will give you a sense of the world around you, so you kind of know your boundaries at least. And kind of have an idea, even though you don't know what is in each area, you still have a feel, you still have an idea of the general geography. I had no idea how big this place was, where to go, where there was any landmarks. It was all so cryptic. I just felt lost the entire time with I, no bearings. And, and that's the thing a lot of games do wrong, especially older games, is that they give you, it's like, oh, like we'll give them such a big place to explore with very little direction in that big space. So it's extremely overwhelming to kind of start a game and be like, well, there's no map. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not just screen. So I can't just remember, okay, this screen leads yeah. you to this screen. It's it's so much more open and it, you get lost extremely easy. Just to Having a map that you could look at would have would have solved it because the original Zelda game is is doesn't hold your hand at all. But you, but that game's all about exploration. But even then, you have a map and stuff, and you can memorize your screen. Well, that's the thing; they at least yeah. have screens, so you can go with that. So, so even though that's that game, I feel it's a, I feel I feel like unfair comparing the two because on some levels they're similar in that respect. At the same time, though, the Zelda game is like it's a good game, and it's also like ten years older. Maybe? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would have been actually a little older than that, like yeah. like fourteen years old or something like that. I don't think it's comparable because I don't know the other game reads so well. Yeah, you know where you can go and when you can. I don't know. Yeah, it, there's, there's a map too. Yeah, so that's that like that in itself is the big thing. So I got I stumbled my way to the south of the game and got to the first boss of the first world. Found those stupid presents. Managed to make it to the second world. There's a few mi- there's, so there's some mini games I guess we should yeah there's that. actually quite a bit there, there there are mini games in each world one of them is like a cops and robbers shoot the shooting thing and there's like targets and you have to take yeah, a slingshot that's yeah. a terrible mini game though. oh that's my boring. god so so there's so there is mini games to try and spruce things up and just because this game is made for kids doesn't mean the game has to be bad <laughs> or or so stupid this is, I can't see how kids would enjoy this because they'd be lost so it's like I'm just yeah, so you got farther than I did. I got yeah. as far as third world, so you crow go, yeah, castle, or crow whatever. keep, or whatever. Yeah. And you go into the castle, and that is where you start encountering like pitfalls and spikes and things like that. So you can only imagine how kind of stupid and challenging this game is, and then to add spikes. <laughs> so it was it was awful, and exactly. So you you would have to sprint to leap over these big spike pits. Right. And the timing was awful. I could barely get it. You know, you wouldn't die in a spike pit. You can get out. Right. But it was it was just it was difficult. And what I found very uninspired. What one thing that I I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I love boss fights. I always look forward yeah, boss to fights boss are great. fights. They're, they're so much fun. It's kind of what you're leading to in yeah. kind of level. And one thing that I hated in the third world is that. You're traveling through a castle, you go into a room, you fight this guy whose name was Waldorf, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, I like the name. Yeah, it's a funny name. Um, and then you fight him like four times throughout the castle, and at the very end, he's the last boss, 
And I was kind of pissed. Because I'm like, I've already defeated this guy four times. I know his pattern. Now you fight, and they had to fight, him, I again. fight him again. And he was like, he shot more projectiles. Ooh. But he still didn't change how the boss fought. So I was extremely well prepared for the fight. And it just made it really, really easy. And, you know, I like a challenge, and I was let down with that particular But the whole game's a challenge to play. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you got to this boss that was they, they kind of gave it to you. I no, found. I'm just saying, you got your challenge. I did get my challenge. challenge it challenges your patience for when you're waiting for it to play again. <laughs> <laughs> it challenges your brain so you can memorize everywhere to go because there's no maps to help you. Yeah, um, and I made it to the fourth world. And basically all I could do in the fourth world was th- I was looking at the map. There's different islands to set up. So you have to go right. explore the different islands and you never knew what friggin' island you were on <laughs> in the first place. Cause there's a map, but there's no indicator where you're located. It's just a map on a, uh, and a house you exactly. can look at, right? So the, it doesn't actually show, Hey, you're, you are yeah, here. You are. No, yeah. none of that. None of that. So you have to know, kind of have an idea where you are, but you're building a boat. You got to get a propeller and engine and some it's board like, and stuff. It, has, and it was just, it was, I got so bored. I got so bored. It has elements of what would be a good game and yes. it has good ideas. It has a lot of content. It has, uh, like the hints of good ideas. It's just that you, none of them are, Executed well, or exactly. well thought out, or or have the information you need to progress in the game. I felt well. like they had a formula, yeah. like set up fairly well. Like you know, uh, you're adventuring around, you're collecting presents. You know, it's no different than Mario sixty four getting stars. Right? Yeah, or, or like Banjo Kazooie. Exactly, yeah. where you're getting puzzle pieces. So it, it had the proper formula. Um, it like it even had mini games, which was kind of fun. They they weren't much fun, but, <laughs> but they, they were there. They were there. Yeah. Um, and I felt like they they had the formula right. It, like I said, it was just the execution that was just like they had upgrades, like the thing that lets you go in the water and whatever else. There was came. a torch and stuff. Yeah, and they had weapons and it had the like it looked like it could have been a Zelda game at a glance. Like it had everything it it could have needed to be a good game, but for some reason it just didn't come together. Yeah. Like it just it, it missed it put so much stuff in it, but it missed out on all the yeah. important things you need to make a fun game, and so that's pretty disappointing. You know, part part of me is thinking that I'm just not used to playing Game Boy games anymore because it's been so long. <laughs> but I was playing Metroid Two the other day, and I was liking it. Look, I mean, I do play Game Boy games fairly often. I actually love the Game Boy color aesthetic. What's the nostalgia for it? I played Adventure Island earlier this year for the Game Boy, despite being dated it was still pretty it was still fun it was yeah. still a competent game and this one just what really wasn't and and we might have to play a good game boy game at some point in time to wash our mouths of this of this one but before we get to dealing damage let's i want to talk about what happened to conquer what i have what some theories to conquer? and i'd love to hear your theories but so i have two theories myself uh, theory one uh, i call this the diddy kong racing theory now maybe this maybe th- for this theory to work the timeline Conker's pocket tail would have to take place just before or during Diddy Kong Racing, okay? Conker saves Barry, his his possession, obviously, and he's like, I'm going to go race, and he's friends with Diddy Kong. So this takes place in the same universe as Diddy Kong Racing. And, you know, he's 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 getting pretty good at it, depending on his coach, Jeff, perhaps, because you played with him a lot. He got really good at racing. But then something happened. I don't know what it was. Maybe someone spiked his, his drink or something. Maybe it was his first time in his life he was drunk. But he wiped out. He wiped out hard in one of the races, Big accident, ambulance came, you know, they had to take him to a hospital. Maybe he had to go to the Mushroom Kingdom and get they don't, treated. They don't wear helmets. So he got hurt, and squirrels aren't exactly robust. I mean, they, you know, that, that if you get hit by a car as a squirrel, the squirrel's going to die. So he survived, but I think this is for my third series. I think he, he had severe brain damage. Something went wrong, and 
and maybe it was the alcohol from from that one time drinking, but he de- he developed a taste for it, you know, and and Barry just couldn't cope with what he was, and so she kind of became kind of like promiscuous, and and she started this, she just went with it, you know, she shook. So maybe after seeing what happened to someone she loved, seeing him become that damaged, she became damaged too, and I think that's what led on to Bad Fur Day. He became a drunkard, probably abusive. It was a really dark turn, and. So he never raced. He stopped. He lost contact with Diddy, and you never hear mentioned in any of the other games, unfortunately. But no, no, it would have been absolutely hilarious if someone did an animated short of all the <laughs> Diddy Kong racing having like an intervention for Conquer. That's my first theory. I call it again the Diddy Kong racing theory, the accident. My second theory is a little more meta. After seeing what he had become after Conquer. Conquer Pocket Tales. He uh, tried to kill himself. Goes into his room. He ties a bunch of blankets out of a rafter. <laughs> so and he's like, "It's not a good game. What have I become?" He tries to hang himself, but it doesn't. It doesn't take. So the oxygen goes to his head, messes up his brain, but he he lives, and then he becomes what he becomes in, in uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I call that the suicide theory. So those are my theories of, of Conquer. Do you guys have any ideas of what? Might have happened to like, I'm talking in game in character. Yes, or, absolutely. Or. My mine is the more basic one. I, I think in Conquer's Pocket Tales yeah. and then in Diddy Kong Racing, he was immature. He was yeah. like honestly maybe fourteen. He might 15, have been like sixteen years trying old. Trying to pre- prove his parents, maybe he was going to church and stuff. Yeah, exactly. He was he was living a young life. <laughs> and then I think when he got older, I think he just he hit the bottle and he wanted he, to rebel. Exactly, and then he was doing drugs and drinking yeah. and fell into the bad crowd. Exa- probably. Exactly, exactly. Like right. he would have been like Conquer. We're still friends. He probably slapped exactly, his hand away, right. took a swig, yeah, yeah. walked so, away. Yeah. So Conquer kind of you know because everyone's had a friend like that. I'd sure, say. bad influence. Exactly. Sean from Boy Meets World. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what happened to Conquer, in my opinion, okay. is that he just grew up. And but he, in, he grew up a into, path, a, into yeah. a delinquent. What about you say? Do you have a theory? Do you want to throw a theory out for us for Conquer? He's a sick squirrel. He's a sick squirrel? Yeah. You think maybe like a brain tumor like or something? Men- mentally just kind of changed them? He didn't change at all. No, you just think he's always... So he's hiding it. In, 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 during, so, you, so you think during this entire pocket tales, he was like a closet pervert, terrible person, but he was just hiding it. Schizophrenic. Yeah. Ooh, schizophrenic. That's five uh, theories. Yeah. So in some other unreleased games, he's probably a wholesome squirrel. But poor Barry. Like, she must have, like, the worst life. You know, she she's, she just wants to please the person she loves more than anything, so she'll switch her clothing. Well, she's a bitch. <laughs> she's a bitch when Conker's acting bad. True. But in Pocket Tales, you can clearly, you know, she just wanted to get his love. She was in, in Bad Fur Day. She's just such a stupid bimbo. <laughs> well, look what look what he became. Yeah. You know, she yeah. fell in love with him. The, the Pocket Tales Conker. Star Racer. <laughs> so let's move on to everyone's favorite segment of any of our game episodes, and that's let's deal damage. Our heart, our rating system is the has a game has full life at the beginning, three hearts. If we do full damage, you really enjoyed the game, you loved it. It doesn't mean the game is perfect, but you'd 100% recommend it. You had a great time. Uh, one quarter damage is the game has some flaws. It was still great, fun, and you would likely recommend it to people. Uh, half heart damage is the game is all right, decent to good. Right people would have a lot of fun with it. Worth a try. Three quarters damage is a game really isn't good. It's not terrible. It's bland. It's boring. Been there, done that, and a lot better. And full damage is the game is wretched. Little to no redeeming qualities. You would be angry if you received this as a gift. Terrible. So that's the ranking. Jeff. I'll go first. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I, I see the formula that's there yep. and that, you know, is very... that. 
I don't want to say positive because that's not the right word. But I, I see where it could have succeeded, but everything that led up to it succeeding just just failed completely. So because it, I feel like it has like the frameworks of a half decent game. Yeah, I'm gonna go three quarters damage because there you could have <laughs> made this better. You actually could have. So you give it three three quarters damage. Right, Sagey. What do you want to do for this game? There's nothing good about this. There's nothing. The only thing that I can think of is that if you really are into the history of where and conquer, and you want to see what what was before Conquer's Bad for a day. But no, I don't. I don't think there's anything there. There's no original ideas. The controls are bad. The music is bad. The graphics are awful. No full damage. If I offered to give you this game right now, would you take it home with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's because a game is made for children doesn't mean it has to be crap. And you're right that it has the frameworks for a good game, but none of it's utilized. It's uh, just there's nothing there worth playing at all. And I like Rare. I really do. But, you know, this is an older game, and not every, not every game company has to have a perfect track record. So with that, I do give it full damage as well. It's just not... I'm not angry that I got it, that I paid money for it because it was only like five bucks. But if I'd paid ten, oh, too I'd, much. I'd be upset right now after this. So that's <laughs> that's it for the damage, guys. Uh, so total damage. Total damage quarter. is one quarter. Not our lowest game though. No, that no. still goes to Mary Kate and Ashley. But he his heart <laughs> tanks would be flashing. Oh, he's, he's almost he's almost dead right now. Yeah, some the same person who liked Mary Kate that was her favorite game of all time might indeed. Like Conquer's bed. I don't think they would. It's, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we could try to figure out figure that out. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we could like Absolutely. somehow yeah. uh, send recommendations yeah. to this specific person. Yeah, we, we know <laughs> that exists. Can you play test this for us? <laughs> do you think? Well, <laughs> that's it for today's show. And I want to thank you guys all for listening and supporting us. You know, get involved with Facebook and Twitter. We're really active on Twitter. And we want to hear back from you. Have you played this game? If you've played this game, what do you think of it? Do you love it? Yeah, maybe. Have you played Conquer's Bad Fur Day? In which case, I think you should owe it to yourself to go back and play this game and then tell us about it. This might be the favorite game of someone else. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to know. probably is. I hope it was. Yeah. yeah, so we have new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. BonusBarrel.com is up and growing. YouTube channel. Everything. We're, we're doing it all. So thank you again for listening. This is Rob. Jeff. And Sagey. Have a good one. <laughs>